T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. What up, what up, and welcome back to the show. It is Maggie and Perloff on this Thursday. NFL scouting combine really getting going today with guys finally doing workouts. And for some insider perspective, Perloff, it is our pleasure to welcome Rick Spielman to the show. Now he's a CBS Sports HQ analyst. Before, he was an NFL GM and was front and center at these scouting combines. Rick, it's Maggie and Perloff in New York. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me on today. I appreciate getting the break from Pete for a change. <laughs> Prisco. I know that guy. Oh, you can only take so much. Okay, so Rick, I you know, Perloff is kind of telling me I'm a little bit in the minority here, and you can tell me if that's true. If I was an NFL GM, Bryce Young's measurables in terms of his height and his weight would scare me off. The fact that he is shorter and he is slight that would be a no draft for me if my job was on the line. What about you? Uh, absolutely disagree with you 100%. No disrespect intended at all. All good. But I've got, I had an opportunity to see him play live twice this year, and he is going to be the exception to the rule, in my opinion. Uh, even though he's a shorter quarterback, he has an uncanny ability to move around in the pocket, to make off-scheduled throws, Great accuracy at all levels of the field. Believable that wherever he measures, it's probably going to be under six feet, that he can see, and he doesn't get a lot of balls batted at the line of scrimmage. So I think if he was 6'2", 210, you would say that maybe he's a generational-type quarterback. I don't want to discredit him because he's small. I do know the teams are going to be asking themselves, because of the size, not because of the way he plays, uh, is he going to be durable enough to hold up for a full regular season and hopefully postseason if he's our quarterback? Rick, have you ever looked when you were drafting quarterbacks or even looking at quarterbacks, is there a, a huge connection between size and durability? Because we know I can think of a lot of tall quarterbacks who've gotten hurt as well. Is, it, is the weight important or do we maybe overrate that impact on durability at quarterback? I think you have to look at their history. And I don't think Bryce Young, I think he missed a, tie, a game or two this year uh, because of a shoulder injury, but he rarely misses any games. And I think that's because he's pretty unique as an athlete, may not be the fastest as a Kyler Murray or maybe a Justin Fields, but he does have the ability to avoid taking the hit. And he's so quick with his reads that he gets the ball out of his hands. And you know, I've seen him, and I've seen him take some hits. And a smaller quarterback, you think, no way this kid's going to get back up. But he seems to get back up and bounce back and go on to the next play. So I think when you're trying to measure durability, especially here 
you're going to take the physical examination that they all take. You've got to look at their injury history, how many games they have missed. And I think he's a little bit, like I said earlier, an exception to the rule. Rick Spielman is our guest, the former general manager, now working with CBS Sports HQ as an analyst. Is there anyone, any other quarterback that you like as much as Bryce Young in this draft, Rick? Uh, I think it'd be interesting to see as if C.J. Stroud, if Will Levis, if Anthony Richardson can close the gap. I think uh, three of the four, I don't think Bryce Young is going to throw from what's been reported. But I think three of those four guys are going to start jockeying for position on teams' draft boards. I think out of those three, C.J. Stroud may be the closest uh, to surpassing Bryce Young. I think the reason why I say that is that what you've seen, I saw a little bit of it in a Michigan game when I watched the tape. You started to see him do some off-schedule stuff from the pocket. He's always been very patient in the pocket, almost play by the numbers, where in the NFL today you have to be an accurate thrower, which he is. You have to have a strong arm, which he does have. But you have to make off-schedule throws when things break down and use your athleticism. So that was a big question going into this draft. But then everybody watched them play against Georgia against an NFL-caliber defense, and he made plays with his legs. He made those off-schedule throws. Everything that you were hoping to see during the season, all of a sudden he showed that uh, in the game, in the bowl game against uh, Georgia. So I think he's going to close the gap. It'll be interesting to see how this all unfolds over the next couple months before the draft. We're talking to CBS Sports HQ's Rick Spielman. Rick, I love you on the CBS Pick 6 pod. With uh, Rick is on there with civilians, I'll call them, non-NFL personnel. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly uh, says, I appreciate your hard work, Rick, which is, I, I, I know that's your, your go-to line when you're talking to non-football people. But uh, you're really good on that. Let me ask you, in all your experience at the Combine, has there ever been anything like what's happened with Jalen Carter, the Georgia defensive tackle, left the Combine yesterday to report to an Athens, Georgia police station with two misdemeanor charges and his connection to a fatal car crash, then comes back today. You ever seen anything like this, Rick? No, that was the first time, and I've been, I think this is my 32nd combine. So I've put a lot of years here in Indianapolis. Uh, but that was something that I haven't seen before. But from general manager's perspective, from the front office, these teams, Although, you, you, let's not forget how unfortunate and, uh, you know, sad it was for two young lives to be lost in that tragic accident. Uh, and I think that's the most important thing to remember. But if you want to look at a positive, just from a football perspective, from a front office side, you're glad that it happened here because now you have a couple of months to get prepared until the draft comes up. If that happened on draft day, teams would have been definitely scrambling. But now they can assess the situation, assess the risk of taking a quarterback. Hopefully everything gets resolved from a legal standpoint before the draft. If not, then that's going to open up some questions on, okay, his trial isn't after the draft. There's going to be other charges pressed after the draft. And if you draft him and he ends up having to do jail time or something like that, which I'm just speculating right now, uh, then how is that going to look on your franchise taking a player? Although he may be the most talented uh, defender, defensive player in this draft. Rick, with the time you would have with Jalen Carter, in theory, he's still there doing interviews today. What are the types of questions that you would ask him if you were sitting in the room, if you were uh, if you were a GM? 
Well, you, you definitely, the first thing you want to address is here, uh, his side of the story, what actually happened. But uh, where I would be disappointed in as a GM, if I was doing interviews here Monday and Tuesday before the news break broke, and I didn't say anything to those teams, and I went about my, the uh, interviews just like I normally did any other regular interview, then all of a sudden that news breaks, and I would be like, why didn't he mention this before? or even a possibility of this happening. And I always thought that if you are a prospect, an NFL prospect, and you were going through the job interview, I had a lot of respect for guys that knew that they did something wrong and admitted it and told us what his side of the story was, and I appreciated the upfront and honesty. Here it looked like he was playing a little bit hide the ball, but I haven't been in those interviews, but from an outsider's perspective. We're talking to Rick Spielman, former Vikings GM, you mentioned uh, the timing. Uh, now, you were a GM in Minnesota when Laramie Tunsil, that video came out five minutes before the draft, him wearing a gas mask. I think most NFL fans know this story. Uh, very different, very different stories, obviously. Not, nothing like what happened with Jalen Carter. But do you remember your reaction in the room when that was going on? I think you drafted in the 20s then, so you weren't necessarily looking at him. But how do teams deal with that kind of last-minute curveball on draft night? Well, I, <laughs> I think there was a lot of teams scrambling because he was the top offensive tackle coming out in the draft that year. And it's amazing how some of this stuff comes out and the timing it comes out, just like the Jalen Carter while he's down here when the combines get ready to get started. That did not come out until actually on draft day. Uh, we started to have meetings about it. We started to talk about what if he slides down to where we're picking uh, because he was very high on our draft board from a talent perspective. And then, uh, you know, I believe, uh, you know, when Miami took him, uh, then that kind of like, you kind of sighed a relief because you didn't have to make that decision. But there were a lot of uh, conversations going on, not only amongst ourselves and our coaches, but our ownership as well. And what direction would we go if he fell to us at our pick? So interesting now because marijuana is legal in so many states. That story feels quaint, you know, compared to when it happened, which was pretty shocking. Uh, Rick Spielman is our guest. Rick, last one for me, and it's one you've probably gotten asked before, but it's Lamar Jackson. I mean, if you are Eric DaCosta, what do you do? Do you give Lamar Jackson the fully guaranteed contract he's reportedly looking for, or do you try to continue to play hardball? Well, it's it's a unique uh, situation because when you're dealing in contract negotiations, usually you're dealing directly with the representative or his agent. And you can say things to the agent, explain in the team perspective and the team side of the negotiation. You know, in this situation, if I was talking to the agent of Lamar Jackson, hey, you've been hurt the last two years. You weren't able to finish the last two years. We're willing to pay you what it takes to, to be paid as a top quarterback in this NFL, but we're not going to go to a Deshaun Watson deal where it's fully guaranteed because, as you see last year, Russell Wilson and all those other guys did not get fully guaranteed contracts. Now, what will be interesting is you definitely have to franchise them because if he's not your quarterback, who's going to be your quarterback? If you have one, you better love the one you're with. But when Burrow comes up, when Herbert comes up, when all these other contracts start coming in, it'll be interesting to see if they're fully guaranteed or if those guys sign a contract that's not fully guaranteed, then I think 
Baltimore Ravens that Eric DeCostas has a uh, has the the advantage and leverage to do that and, and stick to their business principles and give him a fair deal that he deserves, but not fully guarantee in that contract. Rick, would you not be concerned that Lamar Jackson would just not sign the tag and not show up? Potentially do that, and that could that could be a situation. And I'm sure when you're in the front office, you're going through all those scenarios. So if we do franchise him, if we can't get a long-term deal done, if he does hold out, then what's our option B? So you better make sure that you have option B in place in case that scenario plays out. Rick, have you ever eaten 16 ounces of peanut butter in one hour? Boy, no, I don't. I love peanut butter, but I don't think I've eaten 16 ounces of it yeah. in one hour. It's going to be hard. Perloff has <laughs> talking very, very tough about doing the peanut butter challenge, uh, which he invented and creative. Yeah, I, and I, I promise I'd eat a whole jar of peanut butter, which is something I think Bryce Young should do right before his weigh-in. <laughs> but you are a peanut butter fan. Do you ever do just spoon straight to peanut butter, Rick? Oh, yeah. No, I put peanut butter on everything. I put peanut butter on my English muffins in the morning. I put peanut butter on my bologna sandwiches in the afternoon. I love peanut butter, but I do have something to wash it down. So that is a critical piece that's missing in this challenge. Is he allowed to have milk on the side to wash down the peanut butter chunk? Great Every, question. Everything is on the table. We're negotiating everything right now, which I think you would appreciate as a former GM. All negotiations are happening. But wait a minute. <laughs> bologna sandwich with peanut butter? Oh, Unbelievable sandwich. All right. A lot of protein on that sandwich. And if you put uh, peanut butter, honey, and banana sandwich on toast, that is an outstanding sandwich as well for those peanut butter lovers out there. Our producer does peanut butter raw onions. That's a bridge too far for me. Yeah. I don't know if I would challenge him and then your peanut butter challenge. (laughs) Or be seen (laughs) in public, you know, for at least a good couple hours. Uh, Rick, can't tell you how much we appreciate your perspective and your expertise. Enjoy the rest of the scouting combine. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate that. All right. Bologna and peanut butter. Yeah, no, that's so interesting. What was was Elvis's famous sandwich? Peanut butter and banana. Peanut butter, banana, and fluff, or just peanut butter and banana? Uh, What's it called? Fluffernutter? Yeah. Fluff and peanut butter? I think you're right. I think it was peanut butter and banana, which yeah. is pretty tame. Do you think pretty Fluff tame. existed when Elvis was around? How old's Fluff? Actually, you know what? <laughs> no, fluff, I think Fluff, fluff was big in the 50s. Been around. I bet Fluff's been around since like the Great Depression or something. No, you're right. It's banana and peanut butter for uh, Elvis, which seems kind of... He also often put bacon on there, which sounds just amazing. Yeah, you're into that. Oh, where was it? L.A. that we had the fancy peanut butter... Sandwiches, I'm totally into that. I bacon, guess, bacon, I could put bacon on anything, just like Rick Spielman could put peanut butter on bologna. <laughs> yeah, on his bologna sandwiches. Yeah. I don't get it. I would. First of all, does anyone eat bologna past the age of 11 anymore? I, you know, that wasn't going to be my follow-up question, but I felt like we kept him a little too long. <laughs> yeah, and also, yeah, I think you come off as a little bit. Is, you eat bologna? Yeah, no, no, no judgment. Well, also, you've been around Rick. He's in much better shape than, than I am, at least. Yeah, both of us combined. He's a very healthy-looking guy, yeah. so it's not hurting him. Definitely not. Ugh. Yeah. Anyway, all right, we're still trying to get it. Through a lot of legal and yeah. HR about whether or not Perloff can even do this peanut butter challenge, the idea that we're going to have to negotiate all these things is really just because we're hoping and praying. I'm also curious if people out there have strange peanut butter sandwiches. It sounds like everybody yeah, right? has been doing this. You know, peanut butter and onions is the grossest thing I ever heard. But the peanut butter and bologna took me off off the uh, you know by yeah. surprise, took me off guard. I guess 
Can I put call bacon? in or tweet in yeah. with your what? What is the weirdest thing you put peanut? Nah. When, what, what's if, the weirdest peanut butter sandwich you have? Yeah. 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 If I do the peanut butter challenge, if it gets approved, can I put bacon inside the peanut butter? Again, all on the table. It's weird to me. You'd want to eat more. Yeah. You know, it's like you're adding things. No, but I took a couple bites of Skippy today just to make sure that I wasn't allergic to peanuts, which is insane, by the way, because if I was... <laughs> You'd be dead. <laughs> you would have been dead years ago, apparently. Apparently, you eat all this peanut butter. Yeah, I, I think I had peanut butter three days ago. And I <laughs> uh, if I... if Yeah, it was so dry. That was a problem. I definitely need to drink. I think Rick was right. Milk might be in play. I mean, that's up to you. Well... I guess it's up to all of us. And then how much milk? Do we allow you just unlimited milk? No, I think that in order to make the milk acceptable, we have to have a finite amount that he can drink. Right, because then you have to, like, it'll be up to you how you ration out the milk. Then this is a totally different ballgame here, right? I, you know, I, I think the challenge is to fit that much in your stomach. It's not to keep your mouth dry. Oh, man. Yeah, fair. I don't know. Now, also, that, now that we've had a day to kind of take a breath and really think about this thing, now our minds are going crazy with all the possibilities. Also, again, I don't want to sound elitist, but who drinks real milk anymore? Everything's almond milk, oat yeah, milk, I'll, soy I'll bring milk. some oat milk. That's fantastic. Yeah, oat milk is the thing now. Oh, and and well, let's also not forget, we're talking about this like a foregone conclusion. We might not be able to even do this on the air, so like, let's not even Well, maybe we should tell HR that we're including milk or some sort of safety process here. Yeah, I mean, we could tell them that. Do we have those care. shockers, the things? Uh... Oh, a defibrillator? <laughs> yeah, do we have a defibrillator? We That's actually have, a real yes. question. We do, do we have, have one them somewhere on the floor, yes. I think we have to, yeah. yeah. Do we have to alert the fire department that this is going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the fire department in New York City has nothing better to do on a random whatever day when this gets approved <laughs> than to watch out for your peanut butter challenge. Uh, should we have my buddy, Dr. Rock Positano, come up as a medical He's staff? He's an ankle guy. He doesn't really <laughs> yeah. think about throats and peanut butter. Yeah, but he's a, a great guy. Foot and ankle doctor. He's a great guy. He's, a, he's been texting me updates on what's really going on with LeBron's foot. Doctor, Ooh. yeah. Can we get a little of Dr. Rock's uh, diagnosis? Uh, we could come back to that. Yeah. Aaron Pierce is in the chat. My grandfather does peanut butter, mayonnaise, and cheese sandwich. Oh, Gross. no. Peanut butter? Oh, none of those man. three things belong oh. together. Mayonnaise and cheese, if you had turkey and lettuce, that would make Ma sense. Maybe, but just mayo and cheese, no. How no. about oh, Rudy's? Mayo, mayo and cheese sandwich sounds amazing. Yeah, I, I've done that many nice. times. Wait, Rudy. But if you had turkey, mayo, and cheese. Turkey, yes. Yeah. But you need to have the buffer of the turkey. You're saying just a sandwich with cheese and mayo wouldn't do it for you? That sounds great to me. Oh. Yeah, that's not that bad to me. Uh, Rudy Banks says peanut butter, mayonnaise, and pickles iceberg lettuce sandwich. What's up with this peanut butter mayo combo? I'm telling you, so he he's on the right track with the iceberg lettuce because the onions and peanut butter thing, the crunchy with the peanut butter is just fantastic. So you have to add that crunchy element to it. Um, Kemba's saying you should just go for carnage. Eat the jar of peanut butter and drink a gallon of milk. <laughs> no, that, see, honestly, the milk would probably be more upsetting to my system than, <laughs> than the peanut butter. And we're keeping the milk industry alive over at my house. My kid, eat, yeah. my kid drinks... Kids Straight up 2% cow's milk. Organic. That's what you're supposed to do. Try to get him organic stuff just because it's it's a lot of milk he's putting down. Yeah. It's like his favorite thing. It's funny. Milk is not, adults drinking milk is not like it was 20 years ago. It, it seems to be frowned upon. My in-laws still drink it. They're, yeah, I think most yeah. people do. I mean, obviously the milk industry is doing just fine. <laughs> I guess. It's because they don't have to worry about our house. 855 212 cbs <clears throat> Excuse me. 855 212 
Yeah, Jared in the chat. PB and Mayo, no thank you. I, I'm right there with you. Okay, coming up, maybe we get an update from Dr. Positano about LeBron's foot. That'd be interesting. Uh, a little. I mean, he has not, he's not examined him, but he has a strong opinion that I'll share next segment. He's got thoughts. Okay, we like that. Also, man, we got major drama. What drama do you like better, Perloff? Can I interest you in Ravens drama or Dallas Cowboys drama? Uh, I like both. Okay, well, we'll get to both. I can't decide. I got two teases here. I wasn't sure which way to go. Oh, boy. Now people are starting to call in with the weird sandwiches. Oh, that too. no. This cannot be. Oh, this is going to ruin my appetite. All right. 855-212-4CBS. It is Maggie and Perloff. Don't move an inch. We are on CBS Sports Radio across the country, our great affiliates. We're also streaming live, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. So, Rick Spielman, former Vikings GM, currently CBS Sports HQ analyst, yep. said he puts peanut butter on bologna. Yeah. And eats peanut butter with every meal. He still didn't want to eat an entire jar of peanut butter like I will have to do on the show at some point well, if we could clear the red tape. Yes. But peanut butter and bologna, I think that caught you by surprise. I did. It definitely did. We'll get to some Cowboys drama, some Ravens drama in just a moment. But uh, Bob is in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Bob, if this is real, this is gross. It is real, and it's real gross. (laughs) This goes back to my my dad when he was young, and I remember he said some of the stuff, peanut butter and banana, no big deal. You know what one of his favorites were? Peanut butter and sardines. Uh, here's what I, I don't understand about the peanut butter and the sardines. It's both, a, it's salty. They're both salty. Usually. It used to be in the Coast Guard. Maybe that's why. Ah, uh, there you go. That's just a life on the sea. <laughs> no, it's, my grandfather would have weird combinations like that, too. I think like back in the. Great Depression. Back in the day, they would slap anything on anything. There's always <laughs> had enough salt yeah. and fat. So I, I'm not shocked by this at all. My grandfather used to eat salami sandwiches. With mustard, though, I felt like that was normal to me. Yeah, Not... I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about that in forty years since you guys started talking. <laughs> yeah, I know the old peanut butter and star- sardine combo. Not finding that on many fancy restaurants, but you know what? Everything's cyclical, Bob. 
So maybe it comes back around. And not to me. It ain't going to be happening to me. I can see <laughs> right now. So anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know that I, I get into your grossness. I'll call you back another day, all right? Sounds great. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate that. Uh, here's Adam. He's in California. Adam, what what are you putting peanut butter on? What kind of burger? Hey, guys. Uh, there's a local brewery where I live. My wife and I went there for dinner one night, and I wasn't too sure what to get. And she was looking on the menu, and there was a bacon cheeseburger with goobers peanut butter and jelly on it so she dared me to get it i was highly skeptical but after the first bite that's the only thing i ever ordered from there from now on really wait a minute is the goobers where it's the peanut butter and the jelly in the same jar yep (laughs) that always seemed like such a luxury as a as a child it's like oh man they thought of everything they are geniuses so if you guys ever get down to turlock california go to dust bowl brewery and try it Wait a minute. What's the name of the city? Turlock, California. Can you spell it? E-U-R-L-O-C-K. Turlock. We're calling Kaepernick from. Uh, okay. For a second, I swear, I thought you were saying Perloff, California. <laughs> I'm like, there's no way there's a place called Perloff. How are we not doing the show from there? Okay, Adam, we'll, <laughs> we'll put it on the list. Thank you so much. All right. Have a, Have a good one. Sorry. Wait, you I, you yeah. would order that at a pub? Yeah, that sounded actually pretty amazing. Yeah, that's I I feel like I'm getting to know your eating habits more that we've don't we've traveled now a lot together, and I think you would order that. Did he say no? I'm still confused. Was it Erlock or Turlock? Well, where's Kaepernick from? Yeah, I'm looking. Kaepernick, uh, yeah, he's from Nevada, right? Somewhere. Well, he went to Nevada. Okay, I thought he was <laughs> from Nevada. No, he's from California. He's from California. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where's he from? So he was born in Milwaukee. Yep. Okay. Yeah, there's not much on his high school plays on his Wikipedia. I, I, right. I thought he said Turlock. I think it's Turlock with a T. Yeah. I looked it up just now. It's a city in California. So I yeah. believe that's the one he's talking about. Would he have known about the view from the Jack in the Box? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turlock. Turlock. Oh, yeah. okay. We see this city at Turlock. It's there in the heart of California's Central Valley. Wow. It's so, so funny. There's so many quarterbacks from around there. Is that near Fireball, where Josh Allen's from? Uh, Fireball, you mean? Oh, Fireball. Sorry. <laughs> fireball, fireball does sound delicious. I might have to have a few of them after the show today. Wash down the peanut butter with a little Fireball. Now <laughs> every college town in America will be asking you for that. Uh, let's go, before we get to the drama here with the Baltimore Ravens, uh, Chai's in Pennsylvania. Okay, tell us about your weird peanut butter sandwich, Chai. Hey, yeah, uh, it's... Uh... Peanut butter, mayonnaise, and tomatoes. Yeah, Chai, explain to us why peanut butter and mayonnaise together? Well, you use peanut butter on the one side, mayonnaise, light mayo on the other side, and the tomato in between. Man, it sounds disgusting, but it's really good. <laughs> Actually, I'm into that one. Really? Yeah, well, I like, I, mean, I like tomatoes on anything. I like mayonnaise on anything. And I think I now like peanut butter on anything. <laughs> I don't I don't even like mayonnaise except for like on a turkey sandwich or something. But it kind of works. It was just light mayo on one side and a little bit of peanut butter on the other side and some sliced tomatoes in the middle. Wait. Good stuff. All right. I'll take your word for it, Chai. Thank you so much. We, we've seen a few mayonnaise and peanut butter combos. Well, that's uh, kind of funny. He goes, I don't really like mayonnaise except on things like a turkey sandwich. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, that's the primary purpose of it. Well, I, you don't know. Maybe he's going to Paris and eating them on his French fries. Oh, now that I'm 100% down with. Yeah, a little mayonnaise and French fries. It's super decadent. Um, We got to get to the Ravens because this is the kind of drama that you generally don't see coming, Perloff. Um, and that is when Eric DaCosta, the general manager of the Ravens. Do we have that? Let's hear where he was asked, um, why do they keep missing on drafting receivers in the first round? If I had an answer, that means I would probably have some better receivers, I guess. We keep trying. We've never really hit on that all-pro type of guy, which is disappointing, but it's not for lack of effort. It's one of those anomalies that I really can't explain other than to say we're not going to stop trying. Okay, I mean, listen, I can understand why that might rub the wide receivers you do have on your roster the wrong way. And Rashad Bateman, who has shown promise, Perloff, but is not an all-pro receiver, he re- he responded on Twitter by tweeting, how about you play your play to your player's strength and stop pointing the finger at us and number eight, meaning Lamar Jackson. Blame the one you let do this. We take heat 24-7 and keep us healthy. Care about us, all caps, and see what happened. Ain't no promises, though. Tired of y'all lying and capping on players for no reason. Bateman then deleted the tweet about 40 minutes later before posting, my apologies. <laughs> Good luck. Good try. Good try to save it. Listen, that's that's a lot. That's a player who feels like things are seriously wrong in the organization. Tell me if I'm reading too much into this. Seriously mad at management, strength, tra- strength and training staff, and maybe you can read into this, John Harbaugh, maybe Greg Roman, the former offensive coordinator who's now gone. I mean, this is someone lashing out. Totally. But does Rashad Bateman, do you need some clout to lash out? He's a first-round pick. Yeah, how old is he, though? And how many games has he actually played in the NFL? Was he hurt last year? Yeah, well, that was a problem. That, that sort of, right. I just think that he might be a little young for us to take so seriously. Well, but think about it, right? Again, does that someone who feels like they're so frustrated because clearly he he thinks this happens a lot, right? He's saying, stop pointing the finger at us and Lamar. You know, we so, take he 24-7. Okay, he's played 19 games in two years. Mm-hmm. What's he have to do with Lamar? And why? So is he saying that DaCosta is giving a lot of heat to Lamar? I think that they're... Listen, I think this shows that players probably don't appreciate either that Lamar is dangling out there where yeah. he's about to be franchise tagged and would be on a one-year deal, which is, you know, not how you treat franchise quarterbacks, at least ones that you claim that you want. You Unless know. they ask for $250 million well, guarantee. Listen, two to tango, right? They probably think, he, as the players, they probably want to see him get paid. Ironically, right. would probably take a little money out of their pockets, but they want to see a teammate get paid. And... I think that he's saying the Ravens themselves never get any criticism. Why are the players the ones always getting criticized when he's alluding here that there's a lot going on behind the scenes? I, honestly, though, I think he was, his feelings were hurt. Yeah. By DaCosta saying that, and that actually is not the nicest thing to say. It I don't isn't. know. DaCosta probably didn't think that one out. But then again, the media thinks the same thing, right? That well, their first-round picks have been wasted. Well, I mean, to your point, Bateman hasn't played a full season. Yeah, and Hollywood Brown wanted out and didn't really produce at a high level. So, yeah, their first-round picks have not hit. I don't know why DeCasse answered it that way. That was not 
I, that was not very classy. Again, so like maybe, you know, the Ravens always put out this like on the outside, yeah. you know, super buttoned up, well-run organization. You know, everyone always loves their drafts. If you trade with the Ravens, you always feel like you, you know, they're getting the better end of the deal. They have like. Yeah, they're, they're smart. They've like won for a long time. Exactly. Like they're always in it. You know, they don't go through these dips of down years where, you know, they're really bad or bottoming out. They're known as a well-run organization. I'll be honest with you, the NFL Players Association, you know, they put out their report cards yesterday where they surveyed 1,300 players and then assigned grades to different things. The strength staff got an F-. minus. Yeah, and they fired their trainer this offseason. All that being said, that NFLPA list just strikes me so odd because so many winning teams are in the bottom 10. I know. Uh, The Chiefs are in the bottom five. The Patriots are in the bottom 10. The Bucks, who won in are 26. The Rams are 27. So, obviously, it has no connection with winning, how you, quote-unquote, treat your players. Well, and it's like like things like weight room. Yeah, well, well, you would think those would make a huge difference. I guess they don't. You know, when I did the show with Bart Scott, yeah. one thing that he used to say was, in his off-seasons and stuff, he would always get his own trainer. Because he's like, they're, the team does the sort of one-size-fits-all on everybody. Oh, and course. he's like, I want someone who's specifically here just to work with me. And so he didn't even use really their strength and conditioning coaches. Yeah. At least that's how he made it seem. I mean, listen, if you're really going to talk, talk about the where the Ravens stand, they're the only team that drafted Lamar in the first round. Everyone else had a shot at him, didn't think he was good enough. The Ravens did. So you can't say that they've been consistently hating on Lamar Jackson. That feels me... Unless he, if he'd said, I think the offense put Lamar in a bad position, that's right. one thing. But he's not clearly saying that. Is that how you read this? That the offense really didn't help Lamar in any sense? Well, that's why I think it's fascinating to see what could Lamar look like with a different offensive coordinator. Greg well, Roman is known to be a running guy. Right. I mean, he won an MVP. Yeah, no, it, it definitely worked for him for that season. But like now it's about more than that. Even you would agree, right? Now it's about making a run in the playoffs. For Lamar Jackson, no, I think right so. now I think it's a hundred percent about the money. I don't think I don't think he's looking at it. What's the most? Successful no, I'm talking about scenario. what's to accomplish. What's to? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, he yeah he has to win more than one playoff game, but I don't think he's looking at that right now. I think he wants that two hundred fifty million dollars. I think he does too. And I'm not sure. I mean, he's going to have to negotiate a little bit here, right? He's not going to get that, is he? Or is he? I'm asking you. Ultimately. I think he's going to get close. I think he's going to get close to it. In Baltimore? Who, Lamar? Yeah. With the money? Yeah, I don't think they're going to give him $250 million guaranteed. I bet he ends up with a guaranteed, but I bet it's not 250 Yeah, that's what I mean. I would say make a show bet, but you're already eating a jar of peanut butter just on your own free will. We no, think. If- no, I think I think the team will say, okay, let's finally settle around $200 million, and this will all go away, right? And I think he'll eventually sign it. Yeah, $200 million, which is fine. Yeah. We're up at one. Some of the guarantees are one seventy, one eighty already. Just keep going up ten percent. Just don't try and do Deshaun. Deshaun Watson was two thirty. So yeah, I mean we're getting into a bigger issue here. But Rashad Bateman was clearly if that guy had not said anything about the first round bust, he never would have come out. If the, the GM didn't say anything, yeah. If Eric DeCosta had not come out and said, "I can't find good receivers in the first round," he wouldn't have lashed out like that. Do I you think he would have. But in his like. Listen, yeah, because that's what happens. Like, he got triggered by this, and he lashed out. So that's how now maybe it's a little bit more like, you know, things are maybe a little more rotten than we thought. For him. For for the organization, for the offense, I don't know. The defense seems like they're doing fine. 
I just don't think. Yeah, honestly, they can't draft any. I'm looking at the other guys. They drafted Rashad Bateman, bust. Marquise Brown, bust. Uh, Hayden Hurst is actually playing well now, but he didn't do anything for that. Yeah, not on their team. Yeah, uh, he was a first-round pick. So all their offensive first-round picks are not good. All their defensive first-round picks are awesome. So there you go. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, you can keep your odd peanut butter sandwiches coming, although it is making some people feel pretty sick in the chat. (laughs) Which is funny because... According to this chat, you guys aren't exactly saints with the stuff you're putting in your body. Maybe a couple peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> wouldn't kill everybody. The Weedos, the Purple Drinkers. Surprised they're not having the munchies for the peanut butter <laughs> yes, sandwiches. Seriously. Coming up, Perloff goes against the grain on the one move an NFL team should make immediately. Nobody's thinking about this, except for the mind of Andrew Perloff. Get to that right after this CBS Sports Update with Rich Ackerman. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Been a fun day. Still waiting on powers that be here at our company, Odyssey, to see whether or not they will sign off on Perloff doing a Perloff peanut butter challenge, which we have since trademarked, just in case. What if they make us do an off-site, sort of a, you know, an underground peanut butter challenge, (laughs) like Fight Club? (laughs) The first rule of the peanut butter challenge is there is no peanut butter challenge. I know. We would get kicked out of the club. Me with a spoon in a dark basement. Tyler Durden. Yeah. <laughs> Brad Dripping Pitt's there. Going it's on. Yeah. yeah. And a, a jar of peanut butter. Sounds, but now we're getting the Aaron Rodgers darkness room situation. <laughs> I, do you think he had a jar of peanut butter in there with him? Uh, he might have. I don't know. He said it was like basically a plant-based diet. We know what it, what it did to his uh, digestive system. Yeah. Because he told us. Uh, let's go to Andy, who's in Syracuse, New York, fine city. Andy, what's up? Hi, I uh, I was intrigued. I'm a I'm a peanut butter junkie, so I was uh, yep. intrigued by the the proposal. Um, and just as an aside, and not that it counts against me, but I, I'm an, uh, an employment attorney, so I appreciate the concerns that your HR department has as far as working through this. But Andy, I might um, need to hire you since you are a peanut butter enthusiast <laughs> and wait, wait, I'm running he, into a wall here. He didn't tell us what side he works on. I'm uh, management. See? Well, yeah, but who knows how to get a management better than somebody who represents <laughs> well, management? True. There they're you go. True. Sorry, I didn't think of the jujitsu the there. Tricks. I'm sorry. That's right. Yep. That's right. Wait, so but Andy, you're... you're an employment lawyer, so what are we looking at here? Like, how can we make this better with our bosses? Well, I, I think, you know, the first thing I would say is have him tested to make sure that he has no allergy, and I understand he just had the peanut butter and he's still alive, at least for the moment. I think That's I am, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but the, the second, so he could, he could get tested. The second thing I think is the medical, which is a, your, your point is well taken or your colleague that, uh, uh, having someone on hand, uh, you can choke on peanut butter because I, I eat peanut butter by the spoonful or the, or larger. And if you don't, if you don't pay attention or if you have the wrong type of peanut butter, you could, you could get it stuck in your throat rather readily. So, wow. Yeah, no, and, and which goes to the type of peanut butter you want. You really should be looking at a natural peanut butter because there's a lot more oil to it, so it's a lot smoother. Man, Andy, you, we should yeah, have called know, you days ago. Like, we, we, we should have <laughs> called you yesterday. This could have ironed out all the... Andy, I had a oh. bite of this Skippy, just a generic regular Skippy, and it felt oh, a little no, no, dry. No. The natural, if you're going for the whole container, you really have to have something a lot smoother. Yeah. I mean, the Skippy is okay, but uh, the, you know there are other brands that are a lot smoother, and, and of course you want to look at whether you're doing the smooth versus the nut peanut butter. But I got to be honest, um, I'm, I'm a little bit worried about you, Andy, that you've 
you've choked multiple times on peanut <laughs> yeah. butter. What's going on yeah. up there in Syracuse? Also, did you say that you would eat it uh, eat it with a spoon or something bigger than a spoon? Oh no, I, I either the the regular spoon or the soup spoon. Yeah, um, oh. just kind of for for energy purposes. What about a, wo- a giant wooden spoon <laughs> that you share with? I think that'd be great too. <laughs> what well, is it? And, cookie and dough. You really don't want to use water. Milk is much better as far as washing it down. The milk, the water just doesn't cut it. It, it just gets, you know, that much more in your throat. It gets stuck. So, okay. You are so yeah. lucky that you have access to Andy's mind. He's no. like well, done no, all the research for anyone, you. I don't think anyone, including my wife, would believe that. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Tell her that. So anyway, yeah. I, I wish you well. It, it looks like a great experiment. I, I think you can do it. Andy, what about chunky versus smooth? Thoughts? Uh, well, if you're going for the whole jar, I think I'd go for the smooth. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, Andy, we'll let you know. I mean. Oh, please do. I I, list, I love your show, by the way. I just came you. across it about a couple months ago, and, and though I, I do have to work, so I don't get to listen to all of it, it it's a great ride home. Yeah. We, this is not a place for excuses. This is a place where we need <laughs> single jars of peanut butter yes. and a sitter. <laughs> and Andy, thank you. And uh, oh, Good luck. Thank you. We'll, we'll keep everybody updated on yeah. when, if this whole thing goes through. I love when people say, we well, only found you a couple months ago. We've really only been on for like a few months. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't been on for that long. <laughs> I, I think so glad to have you. If I tried to do this much peanut butter chunky, I would basically, I would shred my esophagus to ribbons with all that <laughs> chunk. I mean, that would be... <laughs> That'd be dangerous. That sounds That's like so eating painful. Glass. Oh my goodness! A chunky, what? It's crazy. Alan is in Vancouver, Washington. What's up, Alan? How are you? Hey, good. Hey, I had a call in on this one. I, I was hearing the, all the uh, the talk on the peanut butter. So, growing up in California, there was a place in Victorville, California, that had a peanut butter pizza. So rather than the sauce, they put peanut butter on the pizza, and it sounds disgusting, and it kind of was, but it was, <laughs> it was definitely unusual. So. This conversation struck a chord. I remember that and just wanted to call in. And, uh, Wait a minute, Alan, question for you. Was it peanut butter and then also like yeah. tomato sauce? No, no, no. Okay. It was in lieu Ooh. of the tomato sauce. I'm sure you could have added that, but it was just, you know, the peanut butter and then the cheese and then all the toppings on the top. Now, <sighs> I know Victorville because I saw it in the, the movie, the show Manhunter on Netflix. That is a home of a giant federal prison, correct? Which kind of explains the peanut butter pizza. I, I, I think so. And I just Googled the, the, uh, that John's Pizza, and they're no longer in business, which is too bad. But, yeah, it was uh, the only place I've ever found that has peanut butter pizza. Okay. Man, maybe if they had just slapped some tomato sauce on it, they'd still be in business. No, I, I think <laughs> I that's too much. <laughs> Sorry, Al. Thank you so much for letting us know. That, that's a little too much. Uh, yeah, peanut butter with cheese on it and then pepperoni? I told you about, Ye- I've told you guys about Ye Toast, right? Sounds vaguely familiar. It's a Norwegian cheese yes. that has a very peanut, it tastes like peanut butter. Did so we it's play a like cheese. a game of Balderdash on the air where you yes. tried to, like we, you said Yatos was something that was like an Eberflus? Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. It's, it sounds like an Ikea <laughs> yeah. product. Yeah. So Yatos has, is often compared to peanut butter. You melt it on things, it has a peanut butter vibe, even though it's technically a goat's cheese from the upper Norwegian peninsula. Yeah, this all sounds fake. <laughs> it all sounds made it up. It does, yeah. but I mean, I think a yay toast pizza would be, after I down this peanut butter, maybe I'll have some yay toast. What, or maybe you could try the yay toast. What was the name of the show? What show? In Victorville? Victorville, uh, Manhunter is the, uh, so you know Manhunter, the David Fincher show about the, the or yeah, Mindhunter or Manhunter, one of those two. Okay. Uh, where they interview serial killers. Oh, no. 
And that's a, that's a scene, no for me. The big scene, the opening scene is in Victorville prison. So the craziest guy of all time is in Victorville. It's and a, he goes and he interviews him. It's like a documentary? No, it's a... Um, you guys know the show I'm talking about, right? Is it scripted? I might have the wrong name. Manhunter. Or, it's a great show. One of the, Mindhunter. Mindhunter, okay. So it's based on a book about the guy, basically the guy at the FBI who came up with the profiling system for serial killers. Oh. And season two, he, he's the one who solved the Atlanta murders in the 80s. Mindhunter is amazing. You know, I've got to be honest. I don't love prison things. Uh, I'm always like, I wouldn't last five seconds. Mindhunter is a huge cult show. People love it. All right, we've got to check it out. we got a lot going on here right now. Coming up, Perloff, we got to go against the grain. The one move that a team in the NFL has to make that nobody's thinking about. Perloff has it next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.